Hey, welcome back. Sorry for the delay of not having one on schedule every other week like we said we would. We got a little distracted. This week, we are going to talk about the person of Jesus Christ and who he is. Well, welcome back. Here we are. Hi. We had the um, camp, the LA Lawn family camp. LA Lawn. LA Lawn. We yeah, were. I gotta say, we were schooled on <laughs> how to say it. Schooled. Schooled. I was homeschooled on how to say LA Lawn. LA Lawn. One yeah. another in the Greek. That's a cool word. That is a cool word. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. We were saying LA Lawn, though, so now we've got to retrain the brain. Yeah, a lay lone family camp. It's a it's a great it's all idea Greek to me. It's a really fun idea. I it love is, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good. But a good love camp. There's the t-shirts. Great camp. Yep. Passed out Still some t-shirts to our one. few listeners. That you, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anybody wants a shirt? Fifteen bucks. <laughs> if they're still available, we get them out I think to you. So. Right? Yeah, they, they still have some. Anyway, um, yeah. So it was good. What was your favorite part? It was good. I always love the fellowship, of course, because I'm sociable. Yeah. Personable, Pam. And Did you meet anybody new? I met a lot of new people. Yeah, yeah. quite a few new people. Yeah, I think uh, maybe a third of the people were new, which is awesome. Yeah, I, think so. I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. I love that. Come on out next year. And we you, love meeting new people. You got to be one of the speakers. I got to be one of the speakers. Oh, and don't forget, I got to do puzzles. Oh, yeah. Well, Speaking was not my favorite part, but doing a puzzle was <laughs> close to one of What did you speak about? I missed your session. Our session was about, Sarah picked the topic, um, Sarah Charleston and I did worship in the home. And when I looked Sweet. up, yeah, when I looked up the def- definition of worship, um, of course, a lot of people think that means singing. Yeah, that, it's usually how we associate or, it. But, yeah. you know, the band at church or whatever, the worship service or whatever. And that's, that's fine, too. But yeah. in the 1828 Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, is that what you go to? That's what, okay. yeah. That's... The one he directed me to. <laughs> it didn't say anything about singing, but it did say, um, I should have should have brought the definition, but just about adoration and your thoughts. And um, one of them, one of the definitions was your worshipfulness. It was saying it was a right. like a um, slapstick form of respect. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't um, acts of service like right? Yeah, praying. There were there were a lot of things. But then at the end of the list, it did say and the like. Right. So that's where, of course, singing is going to be part well, of that yeah, because what, yeah. because I submit that worship starts in the heart. So whatever the you know whatever's in the heart is what's going to come out and yeah there's going to be some singing coming out yeah. of that and heart you probably sing if you're from the heart sing <laughs> and sing loud for all to hear that's right that's the best way to spread christmas cheer <laughs> some people <laughs> are going right. to get that and yeah. some people are not but <laughs> anyway moving on <laughs> <laughs> no but but sarah and i both were um nervous to speak but really enjoyed it and we felt like we did not collaborate beforehand and we purposefully did that. We just said, okay, we're going to pray and see what God wants to do. Here's the topic. And she just let me run with it and because um, she's the one that chose the topic. And so well, you also we did that. took the uh, – kind of led the singing. For the little kids for, thing, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually a very humongous deal for me to even sing yeah, in public. You got up there and sang on the microphone. I do not sing. Well, I don't think Acapello. I do. Yeah. Anyway, it was a cute little jingle. We've got so much, so much, so much, so much, so much, so much. <laughs> Some people to be gonna... thankful for. <laughs> yeah. The people who went know what I'm talking about. And it was really, I thought it was fun. It was fun, And yeah. then there's clapping involved and trying to 
get in everybody's way as you're doing it. Hand motions. Little little kids came up. Anytime you bring little kids up on a stage, you never know what you're going to get. And it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. And one little boy kind of stole the show. He was. Yeah. He was all into it. It, it was, was really cute. It was it hilarious. It was very cute. I don't think we got any of that on video, but videos and um, audios are coming out right now. Well, I don't know soon. about video, but audio will um, be coming Videos right. of the main. Uh, were, I don't know. You were one of the main speakers. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe video, but we'll see. But um, either way, you can go to MississippiShindig.com and go to the archive side or wherever. Just search the website. You'll find it. We have and it on good authority that that's coming out should probably be out by soon. next yeah. week. Yeah. So audios there's and a videos. lot to go through. A lot of, um, I think pretty much all the breakout sessions and the evening sessions, the main sessions, were recorded. So there's a lot yeah. of uh, uh, material to go through, yeah. audio, video to go through. Some great teaching, though, I thought, especially for all of us not collaborating and that just yeah, being left to good. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I thought it was a, a neat thread. How about you? You spoke, too. I did. I was the opening act. You <laughs> for were. The, for Thursday night. No pressure. Yeah, that was a lot. Of, <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of pressure, a little bit. I mean, you know, because you want to do a good job and you want to sure. sound like you know what you're talking about. and You but, pulled it off. I, well, I, it's I hard for so. me to tell because I was up there the one doing it. So I think you did. And you look uh, great in your vest. Well, and your, <laughs> your boots. I think you're a little biased there. Well, but, you had jeans on too. Yeah, a little biased. <laughs> but, um, I am. Yeah, uh, there's uh, my being there, like I said, what you said, um, meeting new people and seeing some old friends. Yeah. This is a lot of fun because we've been doing this, or, well, and the Charlestons are putting it on for seven years. This is the seventh year. And a lot of the families have, like us, we've been every year. And so you really get to know people and yeah. make some connections. And it's a lot of fun. Um, this was the first year we were that involved. Well, right. And I was going to say, an event like this is how we met the Charlestons. Well, what? Uh, I don't remember how many years ago. Many years ago. 2005, whatever that is. Yeah, a long time ago. But it was because of an event like this where we made a lasting friendship. And they're not just the Charlestons, but there's other families. And so we've been able to meet other families like this and, and develop these friendships through events like this. So if you haven't, if you didn't make it this year, then hopefully we'll have it again next year. We're making plans and things may change a bit, but it's really worth... We'd love to have you. It'd be great great to meet you. It really is such a God thing if your family needs fellowship... And you think, oh, this one little camp's not going to make a difference. Well, it's made a huge it, difference in our lives. Oh, it has, yeah. So uh, you, through the years yeah, and meeting, like you said, meeting new people, and you're not going to connect and be best buds with everybody, but no, you no. are definitely going to make connections and get contacts and just be open to what God will do. It's it's pretty cool. Right, and somebody you might meet there, you may not, you know, you may be like a uh, friendly or whatever, but then somebody through them you might really connect with and you just don't know. So, yeah. and you don't know unless you go. So, ah, would, that's good. I thought you did there. <laughs> yeah, you see, no, I'm a poet. No, you didn't unless know it. you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's um, so that was the Leyland Freedom Camp and the the message was freedom, the theme, freedom from sin, freedom to choose. Uh, freedom to believe in Christ. So that's what it was all about. And I thought the yeah. theme of the main sessions sort of followed. And again, 
we knew the, as the main speakers, we knew the, the the main topic, but we didn't know what each person was going to say. And the main topic and, was just the one word, right? You right, didn't have, just, yeah, okay. Yeah, so the main topic was freedom, but we didn't know what each speaker was going to say or how they were going to present it as, as far as what they were going to. I guess I'm rambling here. No, I, I thought I thought it was it was very um, ordained. I guess well, well, is the it word ended up or whatever that from it one flowed. Speaker to there was another, like a, yeah. a beautiful thread that so. wove through the weekend. Yeah, and I thought everybody did a great job. Okay, so that's uh, that was our uh, weekend, and it was a great time. So on to the main topic. The right? main topic. Did you want to say anything about? Um, the Eight Days of Hope guy that was there because I thought that was really neat. Oh yeah, well, okay, yeah, that's he a good. And he and Brand Schoolcraft kind of um, they did collaborate. They did, <laughs> but theirs were two different topics. But they were scheduled to speak at the same time in different rooms, and we were all like, "Ah, oh, that's going to be a hard yeah, choice a, yeah. to to go between the Eight Days of Hope guy who was going to speak. Um, what was his name? Adam Hames. Ah, yes, H A M E S. Or was it Ames? No, Ames, because Ames is the guy of a Mr. Anderson. Okay. Hope it's okay. I'm putting everybody's names out there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's with Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is a volunteer organization. They go in after, mostly after disasters, mm-hmm. flood, fire, hurricane. They went down to South Florida last year. And then this year with Hurricane Adelia, they were in there. They do... They help rebuild houses, help clean up, things like that. So they're a well-organized organization that really does a lot of good. And through this, uh, people have gotten saved. So uh, it's been a a big... You're not Mm -hmm. only meeting their physical need, but you also meet a much greater need than the physical. So it's it's a great organization. Look them up. We're They don't have any events right now fortunately it's a good thing because that means there hasn't been any natural disasters so that's i that i think that's a good thing but they are working on a new project up in ohio it's called a safe house mm-hmm. they're building this facility that will house people who have been rescued from trafficking and it's going to be a, a rehabilitation project so yeah. and unfortunately with that you need to be um they're looking for like licensed skilled laborers, like plumbers, electricians, licensed framers, um, mm-hmm. things like that. So, yeah. Did they say you have to be licensed or you have to be adept? Um, I think it's most for this project. It's licensed. It was licensed. Yeah. Okay. Or, or yeah, yeah of some kind of um, right. But the interesting thing I thought was on the other projects where they are helping people get their roofs back on and windows in or whatever after yeah. storms is that all ages. Right. You don't need help it. With for that. those things. You don't need any experience. You just show up. They'll put you with a team or you can pick, you know, like if you think, well, I don't want to be, I'm, I'm afraid of heights. I don't want to be on the roof. Well, don't sign up for the roof crew. Yeah. Uh, but there's all kinds of things you can do. You don't have to be like construction oriented or you don't have to have any skills. They will find something for you to do. It's just this one up in Ohio. Now, if we got that wrong, just look on their website and no, it's there. No, I think there. that sounds right. Yeah. And, and you know, even making lunches, they have a portable laundry thing, he yeah, said. So people who all their stuff got in a flood or whatever, you can right. help at least get them some laundry to 
wear for the next few days. Right. They do all kinds of services. They bring in showers so people can take hot showers, things like that. um, Runners that would go to Lowe's or Home Depot. And it, it was pretty impressive that... Little, yeah, little's they, even all the way, you know. Oh yeah, up to I, older, I mean, older. Yeah, just, if you're capable, they'll find a job for you. Right. So yeah, it's it's a great organization. Take a look at it. Yeah, and, um, I definitely want to get in. We've never done that. Like no, we Brand haven't. had Brand yeah. and Sarah had told us about some of that before, but we've never done one. We definitely want to yeah. get in on that. And met um, Adam and Holly Hames. Yep, yeah, he's one of the staff people that helps right. organize these yeah. events. He's actually working on the one in Ohio. So yeah. I guess he's one of the team leaders or if not the team leader for the Ohio project up there. Like we said, for the mm-hmm. they're building the safe houses for people that have been rescued from trafficking. So great, great work up there. Yeah. All right. Well, so for the last couple of weeks, we looked at the doctrine of the Bible the importance of that, the doctrine of sin and salvation and the doctrine of God, theology. And this week, I want to look at Christ and the person of Jesus Christ or Christology, if you want to use the technical theological terms, make me sound educated. So so there's a couple things about with um, the person of Jesus Christ. You think, okay, there's a there's a book out, uh, Josh McDowell. I don't remember. This goes back several years. He wrote it. It was called More Than a Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And the we premise of the book is Jesus is either a liar, a lunatic, or Lord. There's and Jesus left no middle ground. Like in the so in the book, he's either telling the truth or he's a liar. And if he is, if if that's not the case, then he's just a lunatic because he was claiming to be God. And if somebody on the street came out and they claimed to be God, what would we think? He's a lunatic. Cuckoo. He's right. cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> right. Or the other option is he is who he said he is. So there was Jesus didn't leave it for any middle ground. Like you can't say, well, he's a good teacher. He had some good things. You can say that and a lot of people do. Yeah, but it doesn't make any sense because he also claimed to be God. Right. And it's like, well, what good teacher is going to claim to be God? Either he is or he isn't. So, we're going to look at some of those things. So, the first mention, or Jesus is the promised one who destroyed the serpent or was prophesied to in Genesis 3.15. Uh, I didn't bring my Bible, but you can look it up. Genesis 3.15. Or we can put it in when we edit. Well, maybe we could do that too, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if we do that. If we do that, yeah. Uh, the other thing, this is an interesting thing. So, Jesus was a descendant, a direct descendant of King David. God made a promise to David that there would be a king that would sit on his throne. And it would be a... For, and going back before that with Abraham, God made a promise and a covenant to Abraham that his descendants, they will be as the sand of the sea, the stars of the heavens... He'll always, it'll be, it's an everlasting covenant. And he mm-hmm. renewed that, or not renewed it, but reiterated it with King David, that David would have a descendant that would always sit on the throne of Israel. That we think, well, okay, well, what happened to it? Did God break his promise because Israel mm-hmm. doesn't have a king and they haven't had a king for centuries, a couple thousand years mm-hmm. after the Babylonians and then the Romans came in and conquered and then 70 AD, Jerusalem was destroyed, all that. So, there, so did God break his promise? 
But no, he didn't. He couldn't. He so Jesus Christ is, and if you read the book of Matthew, uh, I think Matthew goes through um, Joseph's side, and I think Luke goes, or maybe Mark goes through Mary's side, or maybe I ha- it might be one or the other. But anyway, Jesus is a direct descendant from King David on both sides. Not that Joseph was Jesus's direct father. He was his stepfather, I guess you'd say. <laughs> um, but there is still that lineage. So, so we have that as the person of Jesus. He's also the, um, the lamb of God. This is another, these are, I'm, and I'm going to go through some of the things of who Jesus is and what, why it's important to understand this. It's mm-hmm. good. In Genesis 22, chapter 22, it's where God tested Abraham. You remember the story? And what did he say? What was the test? Isaac. That test? Mm -hmm. That was a big test. Yeah, what was it? Sacrifice his son? His only son? Well, it wasn't his only son. It was uh, the promised son. The promised son. Yeah, that's a big difference. Big difference, (laughs) yes. The, the real one. Yeah. The one that God said it would be your true descendant was yeah. Isaac. So, when they're going up on the mountain, Abraham, you know, he takes Isaac and Isaac says, hey, we got the wood. We got the fire for the sacrifice. Where's the lamb? This is an interesting thing, the way Abraham said it. He says, God will provide himself a lamb. Now, I don't know if Abraham meant to say it that way or if it was or if it just came out, but that was a prophetic statement that God would provide not a lamb for himself, but he would, or provide um, for himself a lamb, but that God would provide himself a lamb, lamb. meaning God's going to be the lamb that would be sacrificed. Now, Mm -hmm. those, there's other prophecies showing this in the Old Testament. Obviously, we get to Jesus and he is that lamb that was crucified. Um, and there's, if you look through some of the miracles that Jesus did, one of them in particular is in the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verses 1 through 6, is a man um, that the Pharisees brought forth, and it was, uh, they, they wanted to trick him. And Jesus looked at him and he said, instead of saying, you know, you're healed, he said, Take up your bed and walk. Or no, I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. He said, your sins be forgiven you. Yeah. And what did they... I'm putting you on the spot here. Do you remember what they they said? Well, they said, why would you forgive him his sins? He needs to... Yeah, and what else? He needs to be able to walk. Who who could forgive sins? Oh, yeah, but God. Yeah, they're saying, you can't Mm -hmm. forgive sins. God is the only one to forgive sins. And Jesus says, yeah, okay, let's... I'm obviously paraphrasing this, but he said, (laughs) okay, let's go with that. If God can only forgive sins, who can say rise up and walk? God. Yeah. So which one would be easier to say in that point? Rise up and walk? I think your sins be forgiven you because you can't see that, right? You can yeah. say, I can say your sins That's are forgiven. True, but they were thinking right. it doesn't make sense for him to say, but, we're going to forgive you of your sins. This guy needs to walk. Right, and their premise was only God can forgive sins, and only God can say, rise up and walk. And what did Jesus do? Both. He did both of them. Demonstrating? His power. What was he demonstrating? 
that he is God. He's God. (laughs) (laughs) He's demonstrating by doing this, he's saying only God can forgive sins. Only God can say, rise up and walk. Therefore, I'm telling you, your sins are forgiven. Take up your bed and walk because Mm -hmm. I am God. That's, yeah, that's an amazing thing. And then Jesus did this several other times as well. Now, the other thing about Jesus is, and this is why, referring back to that book about um, more than a carpenter. Yeah. He is the only means of salvation. And that's a bold claim because you think of all the religions in the world. I don't know. I'm not, I couldn't tell you how many there are, but just in... You know, if you think of just Christian denominations, there's a bunch, but yeah. you had... No guess. Yeah, there I couldn't tell you, but... but many, many, many. For Jesus to make the claims that he is God and that he is the only way, that's pretty bold. And that's, I would say, very exclusive. <laughs> yeah. And so, it acts... Chapter 4, verse 12, it says that he is... Um, there. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. And that's Amen. That's Jesus. So you, if you want, and mm-hmm. he said, um, Jesus said, um, he's the only way to God the Father, and that's in John chapter fourteen, verse six. That um, I am the way, the truth, and um, yeah, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So, so he made these claims. Now, you can make the claims all you want, right? But. Right. If you don't um, demonstrate it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And that was the whole point in the miracles. He was demonstrating to the nation of Israel that their Messiah had come, the one that was promised way back in the Garden of Eden. He was there, and he was doing all these miracles. And then, as we just did in uh, Bible study, John chapter 11, yeah. with, do you remember what it was? Just this past week? Yeah. This past week. Um, what were we talking about? My memory is really <laughs> failing me. <laughs> Did Lazarus, I? Lazarus. Oh, yeah, Lazarus. <laughs> I was still on the... You got to take the... The paralytic one. <laughs> I really do have to take the supplements if I can find them. It's going to help my memory. <laughs> <laughs> if you can remember to take remember them. Remember where I put them. And remember to take them. It's a thing, but we won't get into that right, right now. That's another subject. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was the the resurrection of Lazarus, yes, right? Yes, yes. He was damaged. Now, this is a something to consider. Now, people say, well, it's just the Bible. Of course, the Bible is going to be its own um, self-evidence um, or whatever. I don't know if that's the right word. But you got to remember, the Bible is not, it's a collection of books and it's a collection of eyewitness accounts, especially in the New Testament with the Gospels, those are eyewitness accounts that are saying this is what happened, and they have been verified throughout time to be correct. So, mm-hmm. when Jesus came to to Lazarus, he'd been dead four days, and his enemies, if you will, the people that wanted to embarrass him and wanted to make a fool of him, they were there. They were hoping that this would be the event. Because he told, remember what he told um, Mary and Martha what to do when they were there at the gravesite? He said, go and 
tell everybody? No. But, oh, <laughs> roll away the... Oh, yes. Roll away the stone. And what did she say? Uh-uh. It's going to stink. Yeah, he's going to... He's, the Lord, he's stinking. It's been four days. Yeah. And that's what happens to that's our bodies. That's not a good idea. No. And they opened it. And he called forth Lazarus. Now, who can... Who is the only one that can do a miracle like that? God. God. So, there again, that last miracle in the book of... John was Jesus demonstrating once and for all that he has the power of life and death. He is mm-hmm. God the Father. He is He is God Almighty. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing, this kind of off the subject, but the book of John starts off with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Or no, I'm sorry, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I'm getting confused you, with Genesis. Say, you went to Genesis. <laughs> you keep going to Genesis. But at the end, or, or the, the last miracle in John chapter 11 is Jesus demonstrating that he has the power of life and death. And he told Pilate that he will lay his life down, and if he lays it down, he will raise it up again. He had the power to not only... Not not just other people's lives, but his own. He could raise up his own life. So, now you might think, okay, well, all right, so God came in the flesh. But this, the manner in which he came was extremely important. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot again. <laughs> Maybe I won't. Maybe no, I should ask you some questions. Right. <laughs> You're good at answering them. I'm just good at running my I'm mouth. I'm not but, as good at answering um, questions. <laughs> so how did Jesus come into the world? Born of a virgin. He came as a baby, right? He came as a baby. He was born the same way every other person in the world was born, right? Right. From a woman just like we all are. That's the way God designed it. You see, this is if Jesus came as a man, like he just showed up, like, boom, here I am. I'm God. I'm, I'm God's here. son. Yeah. Well, that necessarily wouldn't, necessarily, wouldn't be a man. The, the Greeks had their gods, their demigods, the things like that. they like, well, you're just another God. But Jesus came born of a woman, born just like we all are, conceived the egg and sperm joined mm-hmm. together formed a baby and it went to term and was born right i mean i don't know how else plainer to say it but that's how jesus came into the world it was necessary for him to come into the world like that to be live as a man to grow as a child and grow into manhood so that he can relate to us he can say I lived the life you lived. I've, I endured the temptations you endured. I, I did the things that you would do as a man. And he suffered things as well. Like they, well, in the book of John, when he said, that's the verse where it says Jesus wept. He saw his friend Lazarus. He saw the, the Jews and their contempt for him. And he knew what was going to happen to Jerusalem not too many years from that point. It was going to be destroyed. And many people would be crucified. The Romans, just, I can't remember how many people they crucified in one day. But So he wept over that. He, he felt those emotions as a man. And so it was the importance of this is that when Jesus died on the cross to pay for our sins, he had to be a man because it was a man who violated God's law in the beginning, right? In the Garden of Eden. Right. 
Adam and Eve sin. It was a man that sinned, but in the garden, if you were paying attention last Thursday night, what happened? <laughs> Where are my notes? <laughs> <laughs> they made some decisions. Right. And remember, the law was, if you eat... Thereof, you shall die. And But what happened? They didn't die. And what hap- What else? The animal had to die. Something else died in their place. There was a substitution. Jesus became our substitute. He died in our place. And he had to be sinless. If you remember the the sacrificial system that God set up for the nation of Israel, the lamb had to be a certain age and it had to be without spot or blemish. Mm -hmm. Just as Jesus. Because the importance of this is if Jesus had his own sin, that, that meant when he died, he had to pay for his own sin first before he could pay for anybody else's. So he had to be sinless in order for him to be that propitiation, the one to pay for everybody's sin. So he had to come as a man, endure the temptation that we all endure as a man, and then that made him qualify to be the lamb that was slain for all of mankind. And that's what our salvation is based upon what he did for us, not what we can do for him. Mm-hmm. He didn't stand up there like John F. Kennedy and say, ask not what mm-hmm. you can do for God, but what God has done for yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, but but our salvation is not based upon what we can do or how good we can be. It's just our faith put into the finished work of Christ and his death on the cross on our behalf. Mm-hmm. Now, if he just ended there, that'd be great right? Our sins are paid for. But he went beyond that and did something even more miraculous. He raised again. He came back to life. He didn't stay in the tomb, which means if he died for our sins and was raised again, guess what we can do? We can die. And? Be raised again. That's it. And not die anymore after that. That's Amen. the eternal life he's promised to us. So, I know that's kind of brief. But, but we have to choose that. Well, right. There, so, for us, for you guys, the challenge is, do you believe it? God didn't leave anything for any kind of gray areas in this matter. And he has not chosen who is and who is not. Right. Part he of left his family. Right. That's a good point. He left that up to us. You have the ability to choose to believe this or not. The facts are there. If you want to study this and say, well, I don't believe it, here's why I could show you. You can go through and study. Many people in the last couple of centuries have tried, and a lot of them have gotten saved. I mentioned the, the book earlier, uh, More Than a Carpenter. The guy, Josh McDowell, who wrote the book, he started out, his premise was to disprove Christianity, and in the result was he ended up getting saved. Mm-hmm. He was born again. Uh, the same thing with Lee Strobel. Uh, there's a movie on Pure Flix, Case for Christ. Same thing. Great movie. Great movie. So he set out mm-hmm. to disprove Christianity, and in the end, he couldn't, and he had to accept the fact that this was true. But God left this up to you to decide whether you want to believe him or not. It's there, and the evidence supports it, but you have to decide whether you want to follow it or not yeah. and believe it. And, but, but, and God went through the whole, this is the thing, like going back to where the, the lamb is, 
he went through the trouble. He loved us so much that we were so precious that he was willing to to go through the humiliation of becoming a man, a baby. Think about a baby. <laughs> you cannot feed yourself. You cannot clean yourself. You can't change your clothes. All that you are dependent upon. And so uh, you're dependent upon somebody else. The God of the universe had to. He came as a babe. And went through all that humiliation just to to die on a cross for us. And the very ones he was dying for were the ones that he w- came to save. So, I uh, I want to make an encouragement that um, maybe for some kids even that are raised in a Christian home and in church and around all of this all the time falling into the trap of believing that they are automatically saved. I actually, and I'll have to tell you this later, talked to a friend today that solid Christian family loves Christ, evangelizes. They are, they're on it. I mean, they're making sure their kids know, um, found out that their, I think, 19 year old just got saved, like on his own, chose for himself. True, born again, really, I believe in Jesus for myself, got saved. And um, that's just fascinating. That's but I, awesome. I know, yeah. but I do well, want to encourage that. Yeah, that God doesn't have any grandchildren. Nope. So it's, that, it's all that you. It's yeah. you. Sometimes we say it's not about you. Well, <laughs> you have to make that decision Today on your own. Today it's about you. You have to choose yeah. and just talk about how things are going in the world. I mean, uh, well, life is yeah. a vapor, people. Well, you think about... We don't I have, mean, we don't know that we have. We don't. All and kinds you think of, of like in Israel this past Saturday, mm. you know, they're all life happy go lucky. Some of them are at a music festival to having a good time. And then bam, the whole world just falls apart. Devastating. It, it just in an instant. And so life happens that way. We, there are no guarantees in life. You do not. No, you don't if, get to say maybe on my deathbed, so that if right. there really is a hell, I'll I'll receive this Jesus as Savior, so that I can skip the hell part. Yeah, you don't. You don't necessarily no. have a deathbed. It could yeah. be the Mack truck experience or the right terrorist. You just don't know. I mean, it's just that's the uncertainty of life, and mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Uh, search it out for yourself and come to Christ. It's real. We want you to do. It's yeah, serious. So it's, it is. It's a, a big decision, and we really, really encourage you to make that today. Well, all righty. So that's the end of. I know that's a. It's a big topic. We could spend a lot more time. I know. On I kind of don't feel like I want to segue <laughs> into let's get personal or anything right yeah, now because I feel like for time that's reasons, just so yeah. important. It's very important. It's eternal. It's very. It's an eternal decision that is extremely important. We don't see the... That's the one thing for us in this physical world is we cannot fathom the eternal. We don't understand it because we can't because it's, we're not in that realm. We are mortal, bound by time and space. So to, to think about being in a place where there is no time, we cannot grasp that in our brains because it's beyond what we can do. We, we no, don't. but it's going to be awesome. Well, yeah, it will. But not and, if you're in the one place for eternity. Well, yeah, and hey, we don't want to believe in that place either. Well, I'll just say this real quick, and then because we'll, we'll, we're running out of time. But the reason the eternal matters is because 
In the beginning, when God breathed into Adam the breath of life, it says he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. We have an eternal aspect to us because of the breath of God was put into us. So we have that breath of God within us as our soul. That is, since God is eternal, an aspect of our being, our soul is eternal. And so that's why this is important. And God wants, he went through great lengths to make sure that we have a means of redemption and salvation so that we can be with him like he intended. So, yeah. all right. Well, yeah. okay, we're going to go on to our next segment. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we do not have a sponsor this week. Bummer. Hopefully next week I got to get back into hitting the hitting the, the um, money button. Yeah, or uh, <laughs> what do they call it? Knocking on doors and stuff, trying to find uh, uh, yes. sponsors. Yes. So maybe next week we'll, we'll have one. But now we're going to go into the um, let's get personal. Um, what do we got here? We got some notes here. Where are we? Oh, we, yeah, we got um, we got a big event coming up in our personal life, not ours directly, but kind of. The third big thing happening in the over the last six and a half months. Yeah, our son is getting married. Another wedding. We've already told them that, but, yeah, it's, but it's next it's weekend. Next week, it is coming up. So excited! And we're going to be making another trip to Florida. And it was the next Thursday, right? Yep, next Thursday. We'll be leaving. Go Hope our to little Florida. car holds out. Yeah, hopefully. Hold out for his little car. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a big event. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big event in anybody's life, getting married. And yes. so we're excited. We're excited yes. for him. They're and excited. This is our third one. And like you said, what, six and a half six months? Six and a half months. I think the Charlesons had three and eight months. Yeah. Well, we win. We win. <laughs> <laughs> So. I don't. I don't recommend playing that game. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Winners are kind of losers. The pocketbook's like all right. thin. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. It's we're, exciting though. You are yeah. very excited. Yes. Yeah, it'll be fun. And yeah. uh, I'm doing the officiating of the wedding. Yes, you're just like high demand lately. I got my uh, referee oh. <laughs> shirt to put on to <laughs> officiate the wedding. <laughs> Just kidding about that. That would be funny though. I wish I. Now that, that I think is, about it, I should get funny. one and at show least up to the rehearsal that. dinner or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the rehearsal <laughs> with a whistle. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh yeah, and what did you just get? Alrighty, yeah, another big event in my life is different. Drum roll. Is I uh, I took and passed the the Louisiana State real estate exam or license to get my real estate license. Oh. So. Larry the Realtor. I did. Uh, it, Ding dong. Anybody yeah. want to buy a home? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be going down that road here soon. Get I got a f- little bit more paperwork to do before it, it, it's official. But yeah. I, the big hurdle of passing the test, there's actually in Louisiana, there's two tests. There's a state test and a national test. And I, you can take them separately. I didn't tell you this. Oh. But. Um, you could space them out so that you have time to study for one and then study for the other. Yeah, I didn't do that because it. W- <laughs> you might laugh, but um, there's a big discount in the price if you bundle <laughs> them together. And so, I won't laugh. I'll pat you on the back. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's why I decided to do them both together. Well, it was you're a, that smart. It was like it. four hours. So anyway, but I passed. And wait, as a side note, just because you have a license and not a business card yet, but you will, a license and a business card doesn't mean you're making any money. 
Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I actually have to sell the house first. <laughs> but yay for works. you for yeah. getting through all well, that. you know, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for us to make some money, though. Yeah, I know. We've been it's living off the, the living equi- off love. equity living of that house love. in Florida. Yeah, living on love. Well, that's we right. can live on that for a long yeah. time. <laughs> but the equity from our house in Florida is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Our, yeah. Not, are we not a forever. Okay, let's uh, move. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, time yeah. time sell a house or something. so what she's telling me is <laughs> get off your lazy duff and no, get to work no you haven't been lazy at all alright really uh, the other okay so you have on here some little known facts for us yes you want to say that what was it this one right here oh yeah okay little known facts about us because sometimes we do separately right this time it is that we moved 12 times in 12 years, in the beginning the f- of our marriage. Yeah, first 12 years of our marriage. We moved 12 and times. And I wasn't even in the military, and neither were you. No. Nope. <laughs> we just, it was wow. a hobby, like to move. Yeah. We, I think maybe that's why we're minimalists. We just I, do yeah. not like stuff no. at all. It. It's hard to haul. Once we got See settled, there? We, we, stayed in a, uh, we stayed in the same house for 14 years. Yeah. And then we moved again. And here we go. Two yeah. moves in one year. Yeah. That's right. Hey, we're maybe back, we're going to repeat. We're back on track. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to repeat. All righty. That's great. Um, it, did you want to mention the fellowship this weekend? Because this will go out Thursday, and the Tates are having a fellowship. Oh yeah, okay. There'll a be a day, day of fellowship on uh, this Saturday. Saturday. I yeah. almost said Friday. What Saturday. is that date? The fourteenth. I don't know. Um, okay. Anyway, twelve thirty. Two yeah, days after this the, airs, if you happen to watch this on Thursday or Friday, I think it'll be the fourteenth. Then yeah, Saturday, the, 14th. the middle of October here at yeah. the Tates. Yeah. You can email for directions. Uh, either our show or Fellowship of Believers. Yeah, or you personally. Com. Fellowship, <laughs> that, it's not. Uh, org. Yeah, Fellowship it? of... It's been a while since I've said that email. Uh. So <laughs> our email, Larry G, Larry G at hotmail.com. I got to change that. The other one is talk. At, you want to say that again, Joshua? Talk of talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. Okay. Talk we'll, at I'll try to remember to put that on the it, when I yeah. edit or whatever. We'll do that. I'll add it in. Okay. Somebody will. So, yes. but if so, if you if you can make if you're listening, you can make it, and you need directions, just email yeah. one of those two places. I would love to have you. It's like three to ten p.m. Or you can call Mike directly at. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, you're being gonna get in trouble. Get in trouble I think him. you do owe him one, though. Yeah, I do. Yeah, a couple of them. From but camp. anyway, <laughs> all right, we're gonna. Cl- you got anything else? We'll close it out. I don't. Yeah. All right. Well, to close it out, just remember: be true to your teeth, or they'll be false to you. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>